Welcome to the Curious Minds Curious Conversations podcast. As an organisation, we exist to improve the lives of children and young people by increasing access to arts, culture and creative learning. This episode features our cultural education manager Louise Hesketh talking to Yvonne Bixter and Jeremy Sleeve from the St Helens Local Cultural Education Partnership. Together, they discuss how the LSEP was formed, their challenges and successes in creating a more cohesive local offer for schools, and their ambitions moving forward for the partnership. Could you share with us, please, how you began your um, LSEP journey and how you engaged the very first partners? Okay, um, we started out having a series of conversations with Curious Minds, with, with Kelly um, in the first place, about what that might be, what it might look like, and so that, so that Katia, our arts officer, and I could get to understand what that was like. We made the decision very, very early on, actually before we started engaging partners, that it had to be something that we were going to spend some time on it, that it had to have some sort of legacy and lasting worth to it. Um, so we then started making a very detailed list of everything that we thought was an art form um, and who could that be from schools and the local community. And we ended up with a, with a big list of things that where you, you might not consider it to be more of a craft than an art form, you might consider it to be part of another mainstream subject like creative writing. So we looked for people that we thought represented each sphere of education from early years through to the colleges, looked at all those different art forms, who would be the champions for young people's participation in those subjects and we then tried to get them into a room. Wow. <laughs> so from those conversations can you tell us what emerged as the early priorities of the partnership? Um, the, the, the two big priorities were quality. Um, a lot of schools had had people in and some were, were, were happy just to have the same olds year and year. A lot of schools actually, which surprised us, wanted, wanted new people, they wanted to know who, who, who else was out there and also what was quality. They had people where they, they, they just had them either inherited or they'd mm -hmm. gone and found them themselves, but they weren't sure what was a quality provider, what was, what was going to give the children the best possibilities. And, and that was a key thing. The transport issues and getting to play things. For a lot of our schools are really good as, um, as corporate parents. They see the real need to educate the children in as wide a field as possible because they don't get that at home. And so it, that was a real issue as, as if we couldn't get something to quality into school, where could they go that was cost effective that they could, that they could do either in Manchester or in Liverpool or elsewhere. So can you explain your approach to dealing with each of those priorities? Um, I think that, that comes a little bit later on. We, you know, we, we decided that we needed to have someone to do it, someone to be the focus. Um, as Kath and I were both approached to be the co-leads, actually having someone in the middle that would, that would deal with that made a lot of sense to us. Also, we thought that, that if it was going to have some lasting lasting time rather than just an initial surge or initial investment 
that it needed someone that was going to focus in and actually their job was going to make the thing survive and make it grow and make it be what it really is today. Yeah, so that's where Yvonne um, comes in because that role of the development officer was identified. So you came into post in November 2017. Could you talk a little bit about what was already in place when you arrived and then how you developed the office of the schools? Well, I already worked within the borough, so I'd been at a secondary school um, in St. Helens for about 11 years. Um, so I'd been involved on the steering group um, for the LSEP and the, in that consultation process as well. Um, so I had a really good understanding of what the priorities were um, and sort of linking those priorities together was communication, that schools felt that they didn't get information um, about what was going on and also organisations felt they didn't know who to contact in schools and how to get that information to them. So that was another key kind of priority as well. Um, but already in place was a sort of skeleton outline of an offer that we might put to schools. Um, so it was really just fleshing that out and making sure that we were doing exactly what schools needed, which might not necessarily have been what they'd identified themselves, but that we could see from talking to them were the things that would help them to, to have the best like arts and cultural offer for the students. Um, and then it was also um, about making the most of the money that we had, so the partnership investment from Curious Minds, making sure that we used that in a way that had sort of a legacy afterwards, but also showed the schools what you can do with by pooling resources and um, so essentially we wanted to double their money in terms of what they got so that they could then see in future if we did that together then then that's what we can achieve so that consultation with schools was really a dialogue and um, sort of really not just saying oh, what would you like from this menu but sort of digging in into their wider needs and yeah and finding out and because St Helens is an arts mark town so we've got over 50% of schools registered for arts mark so they're already discussing what the arts mean to their school and what they could perhaps do with the arts in school not just about improving their offer in terms of those arts subjects but what that can do for the whole school and um, community so once we're talking about that it really starts to draw out well, you know what is what would be valuable to them and you know often that is cpd for the staff because it's that confidence especially at primary school that a lot of staff don't get enough um training in the arts subject especially visual art but but a lot of the art but all the arts really um and so it was just seeing from them which they felt confident in them and which they needed to develop further so could, um, on that note, could you tell us a little bit about how engaging artists and professional um, practitioners has been key to the programme? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. We've, we've actually just completed the, the second round today of shortlisting. Um, so, so calling out to, to artists, one that we knew and that we'd had experience of, that, that maybe hadn't developed work in our schools was a real key bit. We initially went through um, a procurement um, exercise through the chest which drew up some people that we hadn't come across um, and, and some people that, that, that didn't really see what, what the, ben the benefits and the, and the potential of what we had to offer but were quite interested in, the, in actually what they had to say about their own practice. It was really key that they, that they were not only just focusing in on working schools that they had to be active artists in their own right and it was that mix 
of of the two when they when they came together was really really interesting. We had we had we had some people that had done also a lot of sort of youth justice and youth voice work, which again was was quite an interesting element to throw in, and and a, and a sort of looked at sort of social democracy and, and elements and using quite diverse art forms to bring those through. We also wanted people that, that were able to deliver training to teachers to, to help them, to inspire them, so it wasn't just a parachuted thing. Because that was something that, that, that quite a few folks had criticised schools in the past for ticking a box. We didn't want to just be a provider of, of, of ticked boxes. Mm. And we wanted to provide schools with something that they wouldn't have thought to engage with before, you know, something that they, they couldn't offer themselves that was unique and was opening their eyes to what the arts can be. Um, so it was really important to get the right people together, people who were great educators and really creative thinkers, but that they were you know, leaders in their art form as well. So, so yeah, it was really interesting to find those new people and now doing the second round we're finding even more and it's, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I think we, in some ways we probably limited ourselves last time, just going through the chest, that um, the, the, the topic that we had, because it was the, the town's 150th centenary, the, um, that that was the focus because we'd, we'd, we'd also got some, some money out of the council to, to deliver along that idea where this time it's actually about just expanding that and what can you offer, what could be exciting. Mm. Well I've seen a lot of this process through but I think you two might have um, some particular highlights you might both like to share from the programme, what have been the real high points of the year? Um, I think been really interested to get into the schools and do some CPD with stuff. I've had some lovely moments in the, um, I've done a lot of um, sessions to do with developing sketchbooks at primary school and I've found that's been really interesting and the staff have got a lot out of it and then seeing them again and seeing work up on the wall that's developed from that um, because it was really about showing them the creative process and that's what a sketchbook really does is, is showing how you develop a piece of work and that building of resilience and you know, seeing that you the mistake is part of that process was really interesting. I think that's been a highlight for me. I've got two. Um, one's been the family workshops. Mm. I think they were probably the hardest bit to conceptualise and to, to come up with, and they were one of the ideas that Yvonne brought to, to the interview process for the, for the role as, a, as something that, that we should be doing. And it's something that, that, as a music service, we've tried to do and have seen as a barrier for children's engagement and it's worked absolutely brilliantly. In fact, in some ways, too much, where there'd be 20 or 30 places and 60, 60 families would turn up to a, to a drawing activity. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the way that the practitioners have just gone, right, okay, let's just deal with what we've got and just get on with it rather than crumble, that's been really exciting. The other bit, which has been fantastic, is, uh, is to have the artists at exhibitions in some of the shop fronts that had a, a little a little route through the centre of town um, to the to the church, and the way that the way that we've been able to, to sort of get people's awareness. So the chief exec started noticing the the council, which which is is quite some doing, 
and and he's been instrumental in the future sort of security of the of, of culture as a, as an entity by by making sure that resources were made available for, for year two and beyond. Yeah and I think that public awareness raising was very much early in the early kind of conversations you had with Kelly and with me and it's just lovely how that's come about and almost as a nature of the process which is interesting. Yeah. There's yeah. been lots of just trying to get out there and be as much as we can like speak at events and and just you know, get to meetings that people might be at, just so that people are aware of what we're doing, how it's going, and that's that's something that's interesting now is that we're at the point where we've established, you know, what we're doing, so that people are coming to us now, and that's really nice that it's not always us trying to get stuff set up. It is, and it, in in some ways, you know, sort of St Albans is getting a name for for being community inclusive and socially aware arts practice, so the fact that we did that by default in some ways uh, as and and so successfully with just one simple little project was was really really good and, and sort of the response from it was, was brilliant so having done the creative part one thing you were saying earlier was um, that schools had identified that need in, in yourselves about transport can you explain to us how you tackled that because we know that's always a stumbling block Yes, so um, what we did was we put out a transport contract, so we knew from the schools that have bought into our offer how much money I'd allocated from their buy-in and the partnership investment that we had, what pot we had for transport, and so we put out um, a tender basically through the council, through the, the chest, and then um, so it was open for any transport company to apply. Um, and then we found the, the, the one that we wanted to use and, and um, so that's how it's working and they've managed to give us a really good rate but also we're building a good relationship with them so that they're very adaptable to what we need um, you know I feel like we can call on them quite short notice if need be and, and yeah they've been really good um, and it's been really good to be able to say to schools that I, I'll sort all that out for you you know and it's not something they've got to add on to things as well but it's also because it was a local company that, mm -hmm. that that won the contract which wasn't necessarily by design but that's been really really good because they've seen the level of work boom to the point where they've actually looked at the type of transport that they need to provide bought new buses as a result so they've now got a double decker bus where they haven't and that that partnership's a real key part of what we do mm -hmm. And on that subject of partnership, can you tell us about the ongoing role of the steering group? Because obviously you gathered those people together at the beginning and then that's developed to make sure you have that representation. So. I think this has developed in a really interesting way because I think at first it was very much a steering group so it was talking and also it was a lot of it was you know to do with what I was going to set up and what the, the development officer role was going to be and how that would work whereas now I think there's still that steering element that they you know support and give direction to what's going on but there's also lots of sort of projects we're starting to develop between each other you know so that we're, we're together sort of you know sharing the funding kind of you know out and, and being able to see things you know a really good partnership working kind of way and it um Whereas before it was very much about what what the LSET was going to do. Now it's about what we're all doing. I think, um, and that that's re working really well. And that has just evolved, you know, from getting established and then becoming sort of something in itself that can then help 
with other things that are going on. And it's something they're collaborating on rather than seeing as a sort of, it, it's over there and I'm yeah. sort of responsible yeah, for it. Yeah, there's lots of collaboration really. now. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really interesting and, and definitely makes it so much stronger. So, yeah. And I was, we were just wondering, in terms of demographics, how are schools in the most deprived wards of the borough responding to the programme? Because I know that's often difficult with schools and funding. Yeah, it's been quite a good spread, hasn't it? Like, there's not, um, I have got it all mapped, like on a map of the borough as to where, you know, our schools are. And it is spread quite evenly. Um, but in terms of the way the schools are spread in the borough, there is more of a concentration of schools within the kind of centre and so we have a lot of schools you know in that area and so the schools who are in the more deprived areas are you know engaging with it and perhaps to some extent seeing more of a benefit um just because of trying to to introduce their students to some different things um i think really it's perhaps the other schools you know that that we're sort of needing to do a little bit more work on to to get them to come on board um, but yeah, that is it is interesting to see that spread. And actually, this second year now, we we've got some schools signed up now. Um, it's a slightly different mix to to what it was before, and a lot of that is just to do with funding. Is to do with what position the schools are in, and that they're all you know really desperate for funding, and they're having to make difficult decisions. And some of them we're getting schools that weren't with us before because they see how they can make have more for their money, and then other schools who were with us. I feel like they don't have, you know, where they can't do like that kind of enrichment and that, and um, more opportunities. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a shame, and that's gonna. I think that's gonna be an ongoing issue. Yeah, for schools. We're really keen to get out to them though, because I think it is just explaining to them that. Uh, see, I don't feel them buying into our offer is like spent i i feel like it will be more for their money that it won't be that they will lose that money <laughs> it means they will make more of that money so it's like they're investing it in in what we can do together so yeah i'm, I'm very much keen to just get out there and talk to them all about it and how yeah. we can help um, and adapt as well to what they need and in terms of you were speaking earlier jeremy about that um getting that attention of like the chief executive and that public facing um, element of the work and um, could you talk a little bit about um, public health and their role in this partnership because I know going forward this is where some of the support the, is the, we because the music service used to sit inside public health um, we went and talked to the director of public health about a one-time investment to match the partnership investment and we were fortunate that, that we got £25,000 um, because of the quality of the work that we did with that initial investment, we've been able to attract a similar amount um, over the next couple of years as a, to the, the funds Yvonne's post, but also um, pays a little bit of the startup money, and a, um, which which we then got to use along with the buying from schools to go hunting for for external funding. And, and that's the position that we're in at the moment. The, the other bit to say is, is with us both sitting, as, as we've done for a couple of years within public health, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a real sort of ethos and a value of the arts that, that, that all of those folks get. And so the fact that we felt really warm, a, a real warmth from them 
because we've been part of their portfolio and the real value of the place of the arts within sort of mental health and well-being and sort of uh, those, those elements of what they do as their core offer. And so it's, it's not been that we've been a bolt-on, that actually, so we've looked at how we can embed and, and add value for their investment. And I think that's also helped maybe to, to secure that future investment. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of the partnership, and as you were saying, the way the steering group's collaborating, can you talk to us about other partners you're working with to secure that further funding and how you're exploring that? Um, yep, so um, we've got um, the Citadel, which has now got some funding for children and young people's programme. Um, and so we're kind of partnering up with them um, so that they'll be delivering some of the work for schools, which means that our schools can get a little bit more than, than we were able to, to give initially. Um, we're also putting together a, a project grant application with Arts Council England um, to do a digital project which would involve 10 schools, so um, that would also boost the amount of workshops they're getting and also introduce them to some new technology and how that can be used creatively. Um, but also just trying to find new partnerships. So we have have explained to all the schools that although we have a minimum offer, that throughout the year new things come in and we get more and more. Um, we've got a really good partnership with the Everyman and Playhouse and sort of looking at how that can develop for the next year as well um, to support what we're doing and, and sort of develop it a bit further. We've also sort of thinking about, because Yvonne sits within the music service, looking at the way that the music service programme can benefit from managing the LSET development officer. So we've got some projects that, that we've commissioned that are around heritage and around intergenerational learning and community practice. So we've got one that's running at the moment with the Tourist Housing Association that, that's, that's, that's going to be really interesting. And off the back of that, we've got a heritage block fund um, to, do, to, to look at sort of engagement with older folks about, about the history of music in St Helens and, and, and that will lead to some sort of joint work we think and, and sort of leading into the, the community archive which could then be expanded with a, with a future bid to them to look at sort of wider arts practice. That's really nice and I suppose that sort of leads into my next question about how those ongoing conversations and consultations with schools and cultural partners in the steering group um, could you talk about how that's informed how this next stage is developed? I think the the advantage that we've got in the steering group is that we've got we've got head teacher representatives, and they they're not there just for their schools. They're there representing the interests of all head teachers, and so we we've 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 got a two way dialogue between head teachers and and the steering group. And, and they're the conduit. So it's not about it's not about the two the two head teachers themselves. It's about that that route. So if if they weren't able to be there or they felt that they had to, to commit their, their their time somewhere else, there's a commitment that another, that other people would be found in their place. Also having engaged sort of senior leaders from the special schools and 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 the high schools as well. It's also really really important. Um, it's it's we've we've also had. Um, people around the table from from the pros as well, and so we we aim to get an inclusive view of and 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 get and and also be able to tailor what we're doing for those different types of settings and those different age groups. Yeah, and 
mm-hmm. really means those children have got that engagement and that opportunity as well. It's about that buying because, be because the, 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 you know, we, we've talked about parents being, being a barrier to children's engagement. Schools equally, if they're not engaged and they're not getting the right messages and, and, a, and a sense of value, they can also be a barrier. And yeah, we, we also through the whole process of the workshops that have been delivered in the schools and the CPD that we've done, we've got feedback from attendees for everything. So we've got some really interesting comments about how successful it was or if there's something they would have liked to have seen that wasn't there. Um, so all of that has helped to shape what it's become as well. Um, but we're really kind of looking at, that because the family element was very strong, is, is developing things that have a good kind of family focus with the hope that, you know, in time it will just become the norm that families are engaged with the arts and culture in the town and um, and that it's not an unusual thing for them to be out and about looking at what's going on. And that's been a real bonus for schools as well, hasn't it? The schools yeah. that have had those, especially the primary schools, you know, the way, especially where they've, they've struggled to engage families, um, has been a real, real bonus for them. And I think actually having those advocates for the arts at senior level sat around the table that then feed backwards and forwards has been has been vital to the success. I don't think we would have been successful without having people that have, that have really fought the corner. Yeah, and it's really that ongoing dialogue and feedback, it, I can tell, has been really important. And that, you were saying earlier about how that's fed into this next stage in terms of engaging different practitioners too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just um, sort of seeing what innovative practice we can introduce them to and um, they've really wanted to look at digital work and it's something that they're not so confident about so we're trying to get some digital artists together um, and like specialist skills as well you know especially at primary and um, things like printmaking or even basic drawing skills are something that they're really keen to to educate their entire staff team about um, but yeah it's been really good to, to hear what they thought and how we can move forward on that. So it sounds like there are some interesting plans in the work so I just wondered finally if you could talk about your longer term ambitions going forward and maybe what you see as the greatest challenge for the LSEP um, as a partnership organisation going, going ahead. I think the main one sustainability is, is trying to make sure that as we're developing that we're seeing exactly how we can make this sustainable. Um, because you know, at any point we could not have that public health investment. Um, I think it's important that we we do work with public health closely to make sure that we're doing and supporting some of the, the aims that they have. Um, and just to make sure that we're really embedding, you know, this strong offer so that that we can encourage that investment in the future. Um, but yeah, I think that's the main kind of challenge. I think there's a few other bits sort of looking at the, the sort of bigger national picture is is we feel that we, we are at the, the very, very sharp end of where LSEPs are. So a lot of the questions we've been asking, you know, we've been in dialogue with the Arts Council recently about, about where we go and what we do and how we do it. And no one's really got an answer. They're sort of in some ways looking to us to, to come up with the answer uh, as to as to as to one way that we could do it. I think one of the other things that we need to make sure is that we don't fall into the traps that maybe other arts organisations can do. 
is which is to go too fast to leave your audience and your your the, the, the people that you're intending to do the work for behind that that we've been fortunate that we've moved really quickly we've been really successful and it would be it would be it would be very easy to to think that that we'd got the 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 golden key that we knew the way and that we could leave people behind either by choosing the wrong things or by just not being able to take hearts and minds with us and and it's only going to work as a partnership and and if we're delivering what people need and as Ron said before just taking them that extra little step forward of hearing what what they what they're saying to us and trying to find something that's just going to stretch them just going to push them in the right direction around the type of artist the type of approach the the level of quality the the depth of of engagement and and that's the way that we need to develop This podcast is part of a wider series of audio insights called Curious Conversations, which look at the impact that cultural education programmes are having on the ground in Northwest England. Recorded by Curious Minds, they give a behind-the-scenes view of inspirational practice in action. For more episodes, visit soundcloud.com forward slash curiousmindsnw.